everyone, and welcome to the episode. Sorry, we're going to restart that one. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where we review games and movies that we watched or played during the week. As always, my name is Barry, and as always, my co-host is... Craig, again, as always. Yeah, and we only have one Craig, not two this time. <laughs> yep, we downgraded. And- Hmm. yeah we did i don't know about downgraded he was was nice to have on he was was for sure yeah it was a good time Uh, yeah and he's more than welcome on again at any time it was a lot of fun having him on here Mm -hmm. Uh, and then also you know we're hitting 25 to think we've made it to a quarter of a century of podcast episodes and we're only gonna keep going here it's just kind of interesting that we're still doing this despite how horrible the world is outside i guess yeah 25 went fast yeah that's crazy yeah it's hard to believe it's been i feel i don't know maybe we should be higher i don't know i guess <laughs> i think we're um, doing all right yeah we are <laughs> uh so let's we're gonna go ahead and head to the first topic we always do which is news which major news came out yep. Yep. i'll let you start off craig we got a price but it's not the one we wanted <laughs> but it's still a price um it was a little crazy because i didn't see it until this morning and we're recording on tuesday um i didn't i woke up this morning and looked at my phone and i was like oh xbox price okay and then i opened it up and it was not the series x it was the series s which if i'm reading everything correctly it was leaked earlier in the night is that what happened i couldn't okay so we got a price on the xbox series s which is 299 and we also got a date which is november 10th which kind of makes me think that the series x is a different date maybe i don't know it kind of feels like they they would have said both november 10th if that was the case it definitely is close but one thing i want to make sure that people know is is that xbox has not released the price of the xbox series x yet right there are rumors that it's going to be 4.99 right but after reading all of the headlines that came through on today's news feeds is a lot of people are you know, the headline is very grabbing. It's like, oh, you know, pretty much confirm the price. But then when you get into it, it's all rumors and that kind of thing. Right. So as the definitive source for all of your gaming news, <laughs> they have not released the price yet for the Series X. Hello, everyone. Post edit Barry here. As of today, September 9th, Xbox went ahead and announced that the Xbox Series X price tag is $500 and it will also be out on November 10th with pre-orders starting on September 22nd. I wanted to make sure that we updated this for you guys just because one, it's very important to the game gaming industry and two, this way our podcast is a bit more up to date. But I'm going to go ahead and leave now. Go ahead and enjoy the rest of the podcast, guys. I've been thinking about this all day today and this is my conclusion and I'm not going to change on this so you can take this to the bank. This is going to be 100% correct and if I'm wrong, don't remind me later. But gotcha. 100% accuracy right now the series x will 100 percent be 4.99 and sony is now 100 percent pissed off because they wanted it to be 5.99 and now they have to go to 4.99 i'm booking it and calling it right now <laughs> whether or not i'm accurate we will see but 4.99 there's no way xbox is going to have this one 2.99 and then have a, a console that's uh, 5.99 i just don't see how that's possible so two ninety nine and four ninety nine has to be the price now. Yeah, and what they did mention is with the specs is that the Xbox Series S is going to do fourteen forty p. It's also going to have a five hundred twelve SSD drive and ray tracing. So you're gonna you're gonna get pretty much what a lot of people consider the standard of computer gaming, where you know fourteen forty p is what a lot of people game on on computers and everything like that. So right, yeah, would... uh, it's it's good that someone broke. Yeah. It's I mean, that that tells me that, like, the prices are coming soon. Um, And I will say at first glance, like it looks like a really good deal at two ninety nine. But also just be forewarned, like there is no disk drive in this. So no backwards compatibility for you if you want to put your old games in. Um, And also, again, like we had talked about before, 512 on the hard drive is tiny. Um, So for a console that doesn't have a disk drive, so everything has to be downloaded on there, there is no way that's going to be enough space. So you're going to be buying their, you know, first party internal hard drives, solid state drives, or you're going to be buying an external, which I don't think they recommend an external this time around from what I've been reading. So 
just be forewarned that if you go with this one, you're going to be spending more money on hard drive space because 512 is probably going to be what, like three or four games, maybe. <laughs> Depending on if it's Warzone. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, you might end up only able to fit two or three. Right. So, I mean, good news. I'm glad we got some sort of price. That makes me happy. Hopefully, we can hear something from Sony. Um, the one thing that did kind of catch my eye that I saw not too long ago was, and I'm, I'm forgetting who it was, but somebody from Microsoft did put a tweet out that said, you know, if you think that us announcing this in the middle of the night because, of, because it got leaked is crazy, just wait to see what we have coming next. So, I don't know if that means they're doing something soon. I hope. Like, again, we're super close to November 10th, like super close. Yeah, <laughs> two two days away from when this podcast comes out, it's yeah. going to be two months away. That's right. what it's going to be. And I haven't seen any pre-orders up yet for this. So I would assume, though, probably within the next couple of days, I would hope. Yeah, I imagine a lot of people and a lot of uh, companies have to get like numbers for how mm -hmm. many each company is going to be allotted and how or how much each store is going to be allotted, that type of thing. Right. So it's probably a lot of details to rough out, especially when instead of a conference you're announcing this, you just went, you just went, oh yeah, that's the right price. Yeah, you got it right. So <laughs> that's pretty much what they did overnight. And now everybody's probably trying to scramble around and figure out how they're going to pre-order this, this thing. Yep. And then, you know, GameStop has to scramble around to come up with some sort of deal to trade in your Xbox One X towards this. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised just because I've been thinking about if I needed to trade in my Xbox One X or not yet. Mm -hmm. But like those things are considered rare right now. Like yeah. you can't you can't find any of these consoles anywhere. Right. So you'd think that your your trade value would go up for it. I'm you know, maybe after the podcast, let's see how much my <laughs> Xbox trades in for. So an honest question for you then, because I know you're you're going with the PS5. So this 299 thing, does that entice you all at all to get both? Like, would you get a PS5 and then get this version as your other no, one? No, I've, I'm going to stick with what I've been doing, and I okay. kind of tend to just go all out. I am pro, I, I'm going to get an Xbox Series X. Okay. Uh, just... Just be just because it's going to be that much more powerful of a console, and I, you know, I like seeing the difference between two games depending on whatever console it's running on. Right. And sometimes, sometimes there is a notable difference between the two. Yeah. So now we wait for Sony to make a move, and also Microsoft to give us that sweet, sweet four ninety nine price. There's, I just, I would, I can't fathom in my head that Sony would stick to a five ninety nine now. I just don't think they can even though they'll take a big hit on price or how much they're making on the console. But yeah, we, we will have to see it. That's That's going to be the hardest part for Sony because yeah. I even, even on Twitter today, the Xbox account tweeted that one like picture slash meme of like, it's a puppet of some yeah. sort looking <laughs> one way. And then the, and then in the next frame, he looks the other. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I think a shot at Sony being like, <laughs> okay, we did it. Now it's time for you to do it. Yep. I think uh, they. I, it doesn't it seem like they want Sony to go so that they can hold the Series X last. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it. But so, I mean, PlayStation has two versions as well, right? So yeah, they could yeah. release the price of their lower one. Mm -hmm. And then and then we're still stuck at the same spot because <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not getting the digital version of either of no, these. Absolutely these not. I I still like to have the hard the hard discs. Yep. And it's it's just easier that way for me. I'm not a big fan of the digital gaming portion of stuff yet. Yeah, me neither. I have too many things on my shelf here that I just can't get rid of all that. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, next up for I'll go ahead and take the EA one. OK, uh, the EA makers are going sent out a huge letter of information about what they're going to do to make Madden 21 right again. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be including players like Colin Kaepernick. He's being added back into the game mm -hmm. as the, and he's even higher rated than uh, Cam Newton, who is a seventy nine. Man, that seems so, low for Cam Newton. It, it it does, but also he hasn't he hasn't played been right. plagued with injuries. But they did mention that there's going to be a lot of updates coming to franchise mode and the superstar X factors that are available in the game. Uh, for for everybody, this is kind of a win because what they have admitted to doing is now franchise mode and other modes for Madden are going to be considered almost as constant updatable programs to where they're going to continue to add features, continue to add new things to it, which is what they have to do. You know, if 
at some point during all of this, you know, there was the hashtag of, you know, cancel Madden and that kind of thing, because people were so angry at the developers of EA for making such a crappy Madden mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And might I remind you, I don't really have a problem with this Madden. I've been playing it and I finally played face of the franchise, which I'll get into <laughs> in my games uh, for the week. And it's, it's definitely interesting, mm-hmm. but EA has maybe find there's it's not going to change unfortunately I'm not going to give EA a win on this because EA just needs to realize that if you didn't put out this in the first place you wouldn't be having this issue so until EA figures out that they're going to have to start doing quality right at the right at the start you know they they won't learn they'll just be like they'll just do this and then when the next game comes out everybody will be like, oh, it's the same thing as last year's Madden again. So it's it, there's no winning here. Yeah. So moral of the story of this, first of all, is that we did it. We tore apart EA and they listened to us. So yeah. regardless of all the other hashtags, I'm going to go ahead and say it was because they listened to us. But <laughs> it's good that they're changing this because the game was not that great. And I'm glad that they're you know going to work on updating it. But also like, this is going on, and then they also had the issue with UFC this week, um, if you saw that, where yeah, they added uh, commercials, pretty much. It was like pop-up ads in the middle of your fights. Um, after it was already been released, so after it had already been reviewed, they decided to add this in, and then they quickly took it out um, when people started noticing, and then it got picked up by you know, some, some gaming websites. I saw it on Kotaku. They had an article about it. Um, so just in general... EA always kind of gets beat up because of how they handle things, but it doesn't seem like they learn. They just continue to do stupid things. Um, and, you know, I get that it's a, it's ways for them to make revenue uh, besides just, you know, downloadable content or loot boxes or whatever. Um, and even when I watched the video of it, because it was like an advertisement for the boys, um, the show on Amazon Prime, it did kind of look like what you would see watching a UFC fight. So it didn't take me too much out of it. But I see the side of like, I already paid $60 for this game. I don't want ads that that should be reserved for like free to play games. So if you're going to do that, then make the game free to play. And then that's fine. Um, But I feel like we've been through this already with EA like every year. And Mm -hmm. it's just they just keep doing it. I don't understand why they continue to just shoot themselves in the foot like this. But I guess people are still buying their games at the end of the day. Like we said last week, they're not going to care. Yeah, it's it's no it's no joke what they're doing with all the games. I have to say, like, I guess the one other positive thing about these games is you usually get coupons for gear, and I was able to get a th- I got thirty percent off my NFL gear that I that I ordered. So I, I guess that's that's the best part of this is I got real life clothing and I got it at a cheaper price. So I there guess you go. The big the big portion of this. It's kind of like uh, when NBA Two K used to like last year they would have events where if you did so well in an event they would give you the opportunity in parentheses there to purchase shoes in real life. So <laughs> not quite discounts, but they'd be like, Hey, if you do well at this, we'll give you the option to buy these shoes for two or $300. Um, and which everybody was kind of looking down on as well, but I don't have as much of a problem with that because you don't have to buy those. It's just kind of cool. If you're you know, a sneakerhead and you like to connect the uh, collect sneakers, it was a cool idea. Yeah. All, All right. right. I'll let you take the next one. <laughs> All right. So the only other one that I have is uh, Nintendo's Mario announcement that they had going, which um, 25 years. Is that right? Or is it 30? 35. Jeez, I'm way off. Um, And I know you have more like written down than I do. I just wanted to talk about the uh, Mario collection coming out for the Switch in what, like a week or two, two weeks? Uh, September 18th. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit, a little bit about a week and a half. Like a week and a half. Yeah. I don't know if you call it controversy around this, uh, but you're getting Super Mario 64, uh, Mario Sunshine, and then Mario Galaxy. And none of these are remasters, at least from what I could tell. It looked like maybe they upped the textures a little bit, um, but didn't look that much different than what I remember playing. Um, but in general, like, and I'll get into this when we talk about games, when you look at specifically the Tony Hawk remaster that came out this past week and how much work they put into that and how good it looks. And they're charging $40. And then Nintendo is giving you three games that doesn't look like they put a whole lot of work into. Um, and they want to charge you 60. 
Um, that being said, I'm still going to buy it because I like all three of those games. So I, I definitely yeah. will play through them again. But it is a little bit of Nintendo kind of being like EA, like you're going to buy it regardless of whether we remastered it or not. It just would have been nice to see a Mario 64 that looks like Super Mario Odyssey. Like, that's what I really want. And maybe we'll get that down the line. But for now, I am perfectly okay with spending the $60 on this because I know how many hours I'll get out of this. Um, But that's the big one. I don't know if you want to hit the other ones that they announced. Yeah, well, what they ended up doing is, and I'll I'll mention what they put in all on that day. Yeah. So what they did is they announced the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. They announced the Augmented Reality Kart Mario Kart Racing game. They announced that the Super Mario All-Stars was coming to the Switch Online platform. <laughs> and they, let's see here, what was, oh, and then they also announced that for a limited edition Game & Watch console. Uh, and if you're too young to know what they are, they were, <laughs> which is me uh, as well. <laughs> I barely and, remember it. <laughs> they are pretty much what I would say is the shape of almost a Game Boy Advance. And with them, with this one, you're going to have Mario exclusive games, themes, and it even, they made a big deal about the clock. You yeah. Know, there's a clock feature on it. <laughs> if, if you're a collector of Nintendo and I don't know how limited this, these things are going to be because in all honesty, Nintendo was saying all of this stuff is limited right. for whatever reason. A, a lot of these games are going to be like manufactured until like March 20th of 2021. And then that's it. And they're, then they're just, they're, done. they're pulling a Disney, right? They're going to, they're doing a, this is available from this time to this time. And then we're putting it in the vault, right? They're doing a Disney. And I don't, I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I guess if anybody could do it, it's Nintendo because yeah. their characters are as regarded. Well, I guess in video game standards as regarded as Disney characters. Right. Um, so the, the only thing I was wondering about with this, like they're only doing it until March, right? Um, does that mean that like they're going to stop manufacturing in March or is that going to be an issue where like stores on a specific date have to pull it and send it back, you know? Because like that's an interesting thing. Like if they pull it, that would be weird. <laughs> I know Disney has done that where you have to pull it off the shelves at a certain time, but I feel like it, I would hope it'd just be like uh, this date, we're not manufacturing anymore. So if you can't find it after that, tough luck. Buy it on eBay. So obviously, right. Yeah. So obviously I'll hold on to mine. Maybe I'll get two copies and just be that kind of person. (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to make a profit on it, why not? And especially considering that this is the kind of stuff that people end up trading in. And then one day, two years from them trading and looking out and go, oh man, I really wish I didn't sell that because I could have all three games with me right now. And then they're forced to buy it at triple the price. Yep. Yep. So if, if anybody can get away with this, it's Nintendo. And I haven't heard a lot of negative backlash about any of this stuff. People who are jumping on all of these Mario games that are coming out limited time, we're going to get them at release regardless. Right. I know the moment I heard about the 3D All-Stars, I went I went on a retail website and pre-ordered it right then and there. And I'm <laughs> done. Uh, just because we, we, may get pl- we may get plenty of copies in stores for mm-hmm. the most part, but this is the type of game where people are waiting outside the line to grab four or five copies of, because they're thinking about doing the same thing. Right. About, you know, resellers coming in and selling this very limited time exclusive game. But Nintendo has to do something this holiday season, and they came out with Mario, and then they also came out with Zelda this week, which I guess is one of my better segues. There you go. That was good. To talking about <laughs> their stuff. So today on 9-8, Nintendo went ahead and released a short video about what's going on with Legend of Zelda. They did say that more news is going to be coming out on September 26th about whatever. It just says next update. We don't know what really they're going to show off. But they announced a new game coming out November 20th of 2020, and it is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Now, this game, and for people who don't know, the Hyrule Warriors games are completely different from Legend of Zelda games. Think about this kind of think about Hyrule Warriors, and I'm trying to remember the game like Dynasty Warriors. That's it, yeah, Dynasty mm-hmm. Warriors, where you're one character just button mashing and killing thousands of thousands of enemies because you're this overpowered dude. And this game takes place during the war, the uh, a hundred years 
before Breath of the Wild began. So we always got little snippets of what was going on during the war due to Link trying to regain his memories and everything like that. So it's it's an interesting take, and I think it's probably what Nintendo needs to do as well, because they need to find games to come out this holiday season so that people are buying from them. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a smart move, because all of these games are going to sell for the holidays. Like I'm not, I don't think I ever played the, uh, um, the other one that you mentioned that what, uh, console was that on? Was that on Wii U? Hyrule warriors? No, no, no. Um, the Mario, sorry. Oh, the Mario, uh, 3d, the 3d Mario you're talking about. Oh, the 3d Mario all-stars is the, is what you mentioned with galaxy. Okay. I'm thinking of the other one. They announced. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Zelda and Mario for holidays is is a win-win, right? That's all you have to say is Zelda and Mario. There's new Zelda and Mario games for your kids, and they're gonna buy them. So. Yeah, and then on and then on top of that, like including with Nintendo's kind of big three status, you are going to probably have Pokemon's new DLC also come out right this holiday season, which a lot of people have already bought. So it's not really more money for Nintendo, but it's just a thought. And yeah, you're right. One thing we did forget to mention is that Super uh, Super Mario 3D World, yeah, which I put a lot of time into. That game was tons of fun on Wii, and it is a lot of fun with friends. Also very frustrating. My <laughs> friends who are listening to this know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> and they also said that this game is going to be coming like with an extra bonus DLC, something Bowser something, I re- uh, Bowser's Fury, that's what it was called. I really don't know what it contains just because they only showed a, a very short little scene about it. But Nintendo, everybody was complaining about how Nintendo hasn't hasn't been saying anything and is not going to have anything released this year. And then they come out with this. And I really wouldn't be surprised with all of the n- new updated Switch console rumors that maybe on 926 we get a date for Breath of the Wild 2 and then maybe they... I highly doubt they would say anything about a new console right now, but maybe that's going to be where speculation comes out because that's what happened with the first iteration of the Switch. Right. Came out with Breath of the Wild, and then if Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out sometime next year, maybe that's when they're planning on releasing the up upgraded yep. hardware. Yeah, so plenty to play on your Switch this holiday, though, in the meantime. So enough to carry over until we get a Breath of the Wild 2, and I'm still not going to hold my breath for Metroid, so... <laughs> we yeah we still won't see that for we might maybe we see that see a trailer for it 2021 and then 2022 is when it comes out yeah maybe. but that is so far in the future that i can't even think about that right now <laughs> it's true hopefully by then but by the time metroid comes out we'll be back to normal hopefully hmm. <laughs> and then just the last piece of smaller news is uh cg product cg product red that's it has announced that The Witcher 3 is going to be coming out for next-gen consoles, so it's going to be getting the next-gen upgrade treatment, which is good for The Witcher. The Witcher does occasionally, and I'm talking about it on my Switch, and I played it on PS4, does does occasionally have problems with frame rate and pop-in textures and everything like that. So anybody who hasn't played The Witcher 3, and it's this is going to be a good game for next-gen consoles because this game requires hundreds of hours especially if you're trying to do a whole bunch of side missions so you know make make every little dollar you can squeeze out of witcher right now and especially because that series has gained so much traction with the netflix show and how good that was they're they're only winning in a lot of ways here yeah interesting too i noticed um kind of a side note with cd project red um they're doing a deal with rockstar energy drinks and uh for you know their new game coming out but every time you buy one of these rockstar energy drinks um they're giving you a dollar of xbox credit to use on the game like on the store um up to 60 dollars. so it's pretty cool i mean not really like you know like a breaking news story but if you drink energy drinks you could literally just continue what you're doing and pay for the game for cyberpunk itself um which is i think that's pretty cool it's one of the cooler cooler ideas i've seen like they you know they always do like custom dlc that you can get from that kind of stuff but actually giving you money back is a pretty cool idea so 
drink it up and uh, get it for free. Get the game for free. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if only I could drink one without feeling like I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Just buy them and give them to friends, I guess. If you think about it, it's what, like probably two, two or three dollars and you're getting a dollar back every time. That's not a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad deal at all. And it's nice that I can't believe Xbox has agreed to something. Like that. <laughs> right. They must be getting but, a cut somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, that's it for uh, that's all I have for news. Yep. Me too. All right. And then we get to the games this week, which is good. This is this is a much better games week for us. That's a big and week. I, I pretty much concentrated on Avengers and playing face of the franchise for madden and you craig concentrated on what uh i played avengers i also played the tony hawk remaster and nba 2k but first and foremost though i want to know how you feel about face of franchise yeah we'll go to face of franchise just because it's that it's a topic from last week Mm -hmm. so face of franchise i've i think i've gotten further in it than you it does show me like the legacy points between who has the most and i have a bit than you right now so i think i'm a little bit farther mm-hmm. but one uh t- the the side character tommy is such this flip floppy back and forth character he's the you know, worst <laughs> he's mean to you when his heart condition isn't acting up and then when his heart condition's acting up he's really nice to you so it's it's hard to tell him to f off because right. he's because uh, he's got heart condition but then also he's you know, he's telling you that he's the Batman and I'm the Robin, which, hello, I'm face the franchise. I'm Batman here. <laughs> so it's it's a strange wish-washy back and forth thing. And I really hate, like, one, that some of the segments aren't voiced, mm-hmm. especially considering, like, on, on when you're doing, like, the press questions – and you're telling them like your your lip flaps aren't even synced to what you're saying. <laughs> your guy's mouth is just moving. The flashing text is still a problem, which I'm surprised at. And it happens with not just a press conference. It just happens everywhere uh, for the most part. But the it was funny how easy the game was. Like I picked I picked my I picked the University of Miami as the college I went to, mm-hmm. and. I put up like 40 some odd points before half. And they're telling me still that Tommy is the better quarterback. I'm like, (laughs) there's no way there's no possible way. This kid's lighting it up. Like I am. Yep. So it, it's a matter, it's a matter of that face of the franchise too. Like there's not enough ways to customize the person. And this face of the franchise just seems to be obsessed with screwing you over. You know, not, you know, not only do you, and this is spoilers for anybody who's interested in face of the franchise, but you're at a decision whether or not you change position or go into the NFL draft. Like that's not how college works in a lot of ways. I was thinking, Oh, I'll just go into the transfer portal and then I'm going to duke it out with Tommy in the national championship that, or something. That's exactly like that. what I thought it was going to be like, let me yeah. transfer schools. Yeah. That's how you write a story. Right. Especially after he follows you to University of Miami, like I gotta hold his hand through all of his success. <laughs> yep. But it, it it's just that kind of stuff that kind of bothered me. And then I got drafted by the Bears, and I'm still just lighting it up. And then they're, I don't know what they're leading to here, but they're leading to something major. Like you know, I've we have the dream team on on the Bears right now, so I have to lead the dream team to win the championship. So I'm interested to see what happens after that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's the small things. Like, I literally picked the College of University of Miami. And on my player card, it says I was from Delaware. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Delaware College. Like, what? <laughs> that makes literally no sense. Like, you, uh, a college in Delaware isn't even something you can pick. Right. They only give you, like, eight options mm-hmm. or whatever. And, like, you go through the whole high school thing and I have, and I do have to mention like the funniest thing about the high school thing is I went all the way down to the bottom and I figured out what a magnet school was. Cause I had never heard of such a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, magnet school. So I was going to click the name. I clicked magnet school and I was going to put like my school name was opposite to tract, like some nerdy <laughs> thing like that, yeah. but it wouldn't even let me back out. So I, I went to magnet school. There's no, there's no other way about, there's no other way around it. It's really interesting too, that I also picked the university of Miami and I also got drafted by the bears. <laughs> oh, really? So I don't know. Like they give you the option 
um, when you enter the draft or like, you know, you can either pick your your team or you can have it automatically pick for you. And I was like, oh, I'll just do automatically pick because I always pick the Eagles in Madden. And I was like, I want something different. And then I got picked by the Bears. So I don't know if maybe that's like default. If you choose uh, to pick random, it just gives you the Bears. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole thing with uh, your friend and that's in parentheses going to the same school as you, I thought was dumb. And then they have you play these games and you win the national championship. And then the coach decides that, you know, he wants Tommy to start at quarterback, even though you're the one who, in my case, put up like 85 points in the national championship game. Um, But you're not good enough. So now I have to play running back or, you know, or I could go to the NFL, but they kind of like preface it by being like, you don't want to do that, though because you won't get drafted high. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm playing running back, even though I don't want to at all. It was just a weird story. And then once I got drafted, I think I played like one game in the NFL. And I was like, there didn't seem like there was enough there after high school and college to interest you to keep playing. It was just kind of like, do these goals and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see what this big event they're leading to is. But one thing that I guess bothers me about the game, and it's maybe I have to find it in the settings, but there is no option, like straight up, like right out of the gate, to only play in the snaps that your player is involved in. Mm-hmm. Because you can play defense, but the whole point of face of the franchise is that you're the one influencing the games. So why would I want to play defense if my player isn't on the field? Yep. And then on top of that, too like when and this happened both in college and in the nfl where the backup quarterback is in and you're playing as him and it's just like don't you want this to be a little bit more streamlined where whenever i'm in i'm playing and then whenever i'm out i'm not playing right like i I guess it's i guess it's a good way for maybe people who aren't as good as madden and let me preface i'm not very good at madden i play on all pro and that's it Mm -hmm. uh for me so it's it's strange that I know that used to be an option. I'm just surprised that there isn't. So every time I go through, I end up just playing offense, all offensive snaps. Mm-hmm. And whenever my and whenever it's at the end of the game and it's a blowout, or if it's or if it's not me on the field, I just sim the play because I'm interested in me making the difference and playing out my story, not so much everything else's. Because no matter what you do in these games, it doesn't matter. Everybody reacts the same way. <laughs> And yeah, and I think like when you're in the high school games, there was the option to only play the offensive snaps. Um, And then I think I played the first game in the college one. And I was like, man, I shouldn't have to play everything. But I did find that like when the whenever you're on offense and I I don't think you can do it when you're on defense. But whenever you're on offense down in like the bottom, there's like a little I think it was like for me to push the left analog stick in and it gave me the option to super sim and only play offense. So it's yeah. there, it's just hidden. And it shouldn't be that way because from what I remember, all the other face of franchises that I played every year, you would just play the snaps that your player was in. And that's mm-hmm. the way it should be because I just want to play my stuff and get on to the next one. Like if I wanted to play offense and defense, I would go into franchise mode and do it yeah. that way like you're supposed to. So that's definitely needs fixed for sure. But there was definitely a lot more to say about Madden than I thought, but that that is the base of the franchise. And, like, let me preface with if you haven't played Madden in a while, yeah, this game's okay to try out and pick up. But if you pick up Madden every year like I do, unfortunately, it's not really worth it. Yeah, The changes, again, aren't worth it for you. And if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, I'm pretty much reiterating the same thing. <laughs> it's true. I For me, it's still a pass for sure. Mm. Um, do you want to do Avengers since we both played it? Sure. All right. I think you finished Uh, it, right? Yes, I did finish the story, uh, sometime, uh, sometime last night or two nights. No, I think it was last night, but the Avengers story mode, I found myself, it was so much fun. The, the moments you get to have, and let me make this clear, like Miss Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan is the highlight of this Mm -hmm. entire campaign. She she brings the sort of like sense and wonder that, you know, if any of us were meeting the real Avengers in real life, that we would be acting the same way, you know, fangirling, 
a little bit and trying not to be awkward. Like she does a lot of that through her commentary and Kamala Khan is the reason that I really started to like the campaign of Avengers. And I know a lot of people have a problem with, you know, oh, there's not enough boss fights or there are not enough villains. For me, the boss fights that there are in the game are fine as they are. I didn't, I'm, I'm not really, I wasn't playing the Avengers so that I could beat up Thanos or Ultron or one, or, you know, one of the many different super villains that each of those uh, heroes have. It's just, uh, it's just, it's a game in its own little world. And I think it really fits with everything uh, that it was trying to do. Uh, Murdoch, I think is a cool villain. And this game looks drop dead gorgeous. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time. The only problem I did have with campaign is of course, during the climax, when there's all of these, like it's raining. So there's a rain effect going on. There's explosions going on. There's all this stuff going on. And the one moment in every Avengers movie where the Avengers are busting through a wall and you get the full shot of all of them or something like that. Mm -hmm. My game lagged (laughs) right there and I didn't get to see it. Ah. I would have stopped. I would have paused, put on photographer mode and I would have went and taken that picture if I could have, but (laughs) it lagged and that's maybe it's my own fault because you know, I have a PS4 PS4 pro. I could have gotten it on Xbox one X and maybe I would not have had this issue, but (laughs) Regardless, uh, the game challenged me in a lot of ways. The Another thing that bothered me, and this isn't about the campaign. The campaign's awesome. I love the campaign. Mm-hmm. The, the loot is kind of weird for me to where I played as Kamala a lot because she's one of my favorite characters. And the moment you fill up her loot section, it starts going into an inventory locker. And then your character is almost really, in a way, permanently under leveled unless you go into that inventory locker and start picking at the higher higher grade loot which if square enix were smart they're gonna they're gonna provide an update and when you get new loot you send the old stuff to the locker yeah that makes the most sense by far or give you like the option to like when you get that loot like uh hold this button and it'll equip it you know what i mean and then just throw the other stuff out. Yeah, because it doesn't even show you what the loot is. It just says defense gear full sent to inventory locker. So I have, for a lot of these characters that I have, they're under leveled because I have no idea what the loot is there. And I was just continuously trying to get to further in the story. Mm -hmm. And and they did a really good job of making each and every single Avenger feel different. Hulk is the one that smashes. Tony is the one that flies around and shoots thing with late shoots thing with you know lasers. You have Widow who's fast has guns. You have Captain you have Captain America who is a brawler in a lot of ways. And with Thor, he flies around and he feels like a tank. He literally feels like when you're hitting everything with a hammer, you're hitting something like a truck. Yeah. And and that's something I didn't expect this game to do. Uh, everybody was really down on this game and the reviews are still pretty down on it. The Avengers initiative is a completely whole and whole another story, but the campaign again is fun and I look forward to whatever new characters they put out. Uh, I'm interested to see what the price is going to be with like the season pass quote unquote for all these characters. Yeah. But uh, like, I'll let you talk about the campaign a little bit. So I didn't finish the campaign yet. I'm still working through it, but I'm in like a weird place because I wasn't super pumped for this game. Um, I, we had talked about it when I played the beta and I was like, oh, it seems pretty cool. Uh, I definitely want to try it. But I'm in the weird spot where like I want to try the other stuff besides single player to get a full perspective on how I think the game is. But the single player campaign is so good that I don't want to play anything else right now. Um, Cause like, like you said, like Miss Marvel is fantastic and it's, you know, at least up until what I played, she is kind of the main character. Um, she's bringing the Avengers back together, but she handles so well. And like the voice acting on all of them, I think are done very, very well. Um, her, the way she is with the Avengers is great. And like you said, it is how all of us would be in that situation meeting the Avengers, you would just be kind of starstruck. But man, the single player, the story is entertaining. Um, the cutscenes are good. 
it does look fantastic. The only issues I've had is in the cutscenes. I'm having issues where like the top portions of their hair will kind of pop in and pop out. So it looks a little weird, um, but that's really the only issue I've seen so far. So I'm trying to get through the single player, but I don't want to rush it because I'm enjoying it so much. So I don't want to give it like a definitive. This is a buy yet because a lot of it hinges on, you know, how how much replayability there is in this other side of it, kind of like Destiny, right? So Destiny one and two, I loved and I spent so much time. But once I was done with the actual campaign, I kind of fell off of it because I didn't the stuff that they want you to do where it's running these raids over and over again, I just wasn't into. And that's what I'm worried about with this game is that it's going to get to that point where it's like, oh, you're just going to run this these raids over and over and level up your characters. I don't think I'm really going to want to do that. But I think just based on the single player alone, I would definitely say you should buy it. Um, I think that's worth the money right there. And then if you end up sticking around and liking the other stuff afterwards, that's just a bonus because it is a you know, it's not a insanely long single player, but it's decent, right? How many hours did it take you to beat? Probably about nine. Everybody's been saying that the it takes about nine okay. to eight hours to finish. It depends on the difficulty you're playing on, of course. And especially if you aren't keeping up with all the loot like I wasn't, you know, you're going to find yourself a little bit under leveled and enemies are going to be a little bit harder. Right. Yeah. So I, I will stick with a buy right now for me, unless something drastic happens after I'm done with the single player and I just end up hating everything it's about, like which I just don't see happening. It's just this was such a good surprise on how well this turned out, because everything about this game when it was announced to leading up to release was not good. You know, like the people who played it early were like, this game's terrible, um, you know, that they don't look good. And now it's here and we're like, man, this game looks fantastic. The voice acting is good. It plays well. So it's just a pleasant, pleasant surprise for me. Really fun. Yeah, and with the Avengers initiative, and now I've only touched this very briefly because this is this is what they recommend you play post game. Mm-hmm. This is what they're going to constantly be updating. And with the Avengers initiative, right now what it suffers from is a lack of content. They have released a couple chains of missions that you're supposed to go through to get higher loot and to get and to help you reach the level power cap of whatever that number is. I actually don't remember, mm-hmm. but. It, the biggest problem they have is a lot of repetitiveness. You're continuing to go to the same locations you were in the story and defeating the same enemies you were in the story. And to a lot of people, unless you're playing with friends or and you're playing with just a random group, these people, it's just a matter of getting bored very quickly is what it's going to be. And uh, I think as they release new heroes and new story, I think that's what that's what's going to get people to continue to come back to the game. But for right now, the, you know, my only goal is to reach whatever level cap there is with whatever character I decide to get to it with, and then wait for more content to come out. As as it is with a lot of these live service games is waiting for more content to come out. Yeah. And I, I kind of expect that like the Avengers initiative side of it, I probably will bounce off of pretty quick. So once I'm done with the single player, I don't think I'll play it much after that. But hopefully I'm wrong and I do enjoy it. But again, like I said, like the campaign alone, I think is worth it for sure. Like if you are big into Marvel or Avengers or even just like just kind of a straight up just a brawler type game, like it's just a good nine, ten hours you'll get out of it at least. Um, So definitely, definitely a buy. Did you play anything else? No. uh, Yeah, it's your (laughs) turn to take the floor. All right. So we'll go with Tony Hawk on this one. Um, And like right off the bat, this is uh, obviously this is the Vicarious Studios, the ones who did Spyro and the Crash Bandicoot remasters. And they have this remaster thing down to a science. It's ridiculous. Um, I know you don't have a whole lot of nostalgia for the Tony Hawk games, but uh, and I have such a huge it's such a huge part of my childhood. And, you know, I think I've already streamed Tony Hawk one. Uh, before not too long ago and these games look so good they spent so much time on taking the levels that i know and i'm familiar with and making them look incredible um 
The game looks fantastic. It handles the controls are exactly the way you remember it. So it was very easy for me to just jump right back in and be able to hit the combos that I remember. Um, they added like each level, they add one more objective that's new, which was kind of cool. Um, but also a little irritating that I couldn't just go through and like speed run the, the levels and just kind of blow through them. I was like, oh, there's new stuff that I got to figure out. Um, but it's so good. Like, I can't stress enough how good this game is. If you have the nostalgia for Tony Hawk, it's an absolute must buy. If you like skateboarding games, it's an absolute must buy. Um, if you're not really into skateboarding games, I still think you should give it a shot just because of how well this game controls. But uh, even beyond that, like you have the first two Tony Hawk games. And for those who don't know, there's a ton of Tony Hawk games. But the first two, they're taking those completely remastering all the levels. And then in the case of the first game, you did not have the ability to manual or revert, which are huge in keeping your combos going. And now you have that. So going back and playing those levels from the first game where, you know, it was very hard to get really high scores. And now you can kind of go in and do what you could in the second Tony Hawk game. But on top of that, you have over, you know, you have 20 skaters to choose from. They added new people. Um, I appreciate that the people that were in the original game they rescan them so they look like how they do now so they're older uh, in the case of tony hawk you have his son is in there now and they added you know a, a bunch of female skaters now which the first one only had one uh, so you have a bigger representation you have the creative skater and on top of that there's so many items that you can buy not with real money but in-game money for your characters so your clothes your boards um, there's so many clothes options like hats, shirts, pants, shoes, socks, uh, everything. And then there's the secret characters that you can unlock. But uh, there's just so much to do in this game. I went through with my created character and beat the first two games, 100% of them in about a day. Um, but for me, it was just a lot of I remembered where everything was. So it was very easy for me to go through. But there's something like 600, I think over 600 challenges in the game. So there's enough there to keep you busy for a very long time. And I kind of just bulldoze through and a hundred percent of it, the, you know, Friday and Saturday. And yeah. I kind of put it to the side for now because I wanted to get through Avengers and also play NBA, but I fully intend to go back to it. Um, I like, I just cannot recommend this game enough to everybody, especially my age, because that was a huge part of our childhood. It's what got me into skateboarding. Um, and I know a lot of people say that about the Tony Hawk games, but playing those games on the PlayStation and then like getting just introduced to the skateboarding culture, the music, which is still a big part of the type of music I listen to today um, is just incredible. So to see it all come full circle and get an actual remake that you could tell the people who made it cared about these games is great. So I'm hoping that they'll continue this and then we'll get, you know, Tony Hawk three and four remastered down the line. There's the Tony Hawk Underground series. There's a lot that they can do. So hopefully they keep going on this because I want to see all of them remastered eventually because they deserve it. Um, and hopefully they can get, you know, kids nowadays into skateboarding because I don't think skateboarding has gone away, but it's definitely not as popular as it was when I was middle school, high school. So to see it come back would be nice as well. So like I said, you don't have a nostalgia for it, but I would say you should probably still check it out. Give it a shot. Yeah, maybe during the holiday, maybe yeah. when this is a bit more on sale, maybe I'll pick it up. Like, I do have nostalgia for the Tony Ground under, uh, Tony Hawk Underground games. Right. So I definitely get the whole atmosphere of Tony Hawk. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, you know, if, and I keep seeing the, you know, the memes and pictures of every 30-year-old, and then they open up a briefcase <laughs> and it's this Tony Hawk game. So, yeah. you know, yeah the game what's nice is this game is definitely selling well and it's definitely proving to a lot of developers that people still want to play skateboarding games yep skate for cough <laughs> and the fact that it's only 40 bucks is crazy like they could have easily charged 60 dollars, and we all would have paid it like i would have 100 percent paid it i almost paid the 100 dollar to get like the collector's edition that came with a, a, a deck right like an actual tony hogg's birdhouse deck from the original game like i almost did just because i enjoyed it that much but that's not everybody who wants to play this game wants that kind of you know i'm gonna throw a hundred dollars at it but forty dollars is such a fair price for the amount of time you're gonna get out of it 
and I guarantee you holiday time, it's probably going to be 20 or 30 bucks, which is a steal. So go check it out or wait and get it. But regardless, at least I would say that everybody should at least try it some way or another. Um, but then also, if you want to go from that high, we can go real low and get to NBA 2K. This is uh, what I've been waiting for. So <laughs> got to hit it. We have to. <laughs> it might be a little bit of a rant, but here we go. I bought, like I said last week, I think the hundred dollar version of NBA 2K. I do it every year. And it's my fault because NBA 2K is a predatory game. You cannot play the game unless you buy VC. It's just not possible. The amount of time it would take to get your character um, up to where they're playable and you can actually score is so monumental without buying VC that it's laughable. So every year I throw down $100 and I'm not the only one. There's you know probably thousands and thousands of people who do. Um, this is what we do. We spend the hundred dollars. We turn the game on. You get a hundred thousand VC, which is about $40 worth. And we spend it all in about 10 seconds to put our stats up so that if I don't do that, I can't start my career because my character is so bad. You start at like a 60 and you, you know, you can't, you're slow. You can't shoot. You can't get by anybody. It's pathetic. So that's what I know going in every year. That being said, I grabbed this and Tony Hawk on the same day. I went home and installed them both and I started playing Tony Hawk. And then a couple hours later I put in 2k and only to find out that all my uh, bonuses from buying the hundred dollar version were not there. Um, my VC, my in-game clothes, my shoes, none of it was there. So I kind of did some digging around on Reddit and, you know, 2k support and found that every single person had the same issue. Um, nobody got their VC from the hundred dollar version. There was confusion where people were buying digital versions and it was kind of thrown in, uh, the description that if you bought this version of the digital, you would get, you know, your standard edition and also the next gen version, but you would not get your VC until the next gen version comes out that they kind of mm -hmm. hid in there. Now, that's not yeah. the case for me. I bought the physical one, so I get my 100000 and I get another another 100000 when the next gen comes out. So you had that issue going on, um, and it literally took them, uh, the game came out on Friday. It took them until Sunday uh, afternoon until it actually showed up, um, which to me is unacceptable because if you think about somebody like me, I'm not going to play it until I get that bonus, and I think a lot of people were the same way. So it literally made your game for the people who bought this version, pretty much unplayable for three days. Uh, and then on top of that, they were hearing complaints last year that shooting was too easy. So they changed it this year and it was so bad that people were putting pictures up of them in the my park, which is like the online multiplayer um, where you play games to 21 um, and people were winning games. And when they looked at their stats, they would be like six for 55 because nobody could make a shot because it was so hard. Uh, so literally their game was unplayable out of the gate. Uh, and it took them until Sunday to fix the shooting as well. And it's unacceptable to me to release a game that way. Um, I probably should have just returned it and been done with 2K this year, but I'm not that smart. I, uh, put it up, you know, booted up on Sunday. So I got my VC, put it in, started playing. And now it's back to normal the way that, you know, somebody like me and everybody else who plays it every year expects from this game. But even on top of that, like just looking at the game, just like Madden, they didn't change anything. Um, your career mode, like your story, kind of like Madden is so thrown together and makes no sense. Uh, the My Park is identical, except for they changed it. So it's at a beach now but everything around the outsides of the court has not changed in probably two or three years. Uh, it's just, it's thrown together. And I feel like I say this every year and every year I buy it. So I guess I'm the idiot here, but again, sports games, man, they're, they're in a bad place right now. And, uh, I don't know. I would like to say that this is it and I'm not going to buy it anymore, but I think we both know that's probably wrong, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. just alone, like, it's not acceptable to release a game like that. It's it's just not to not have the stuff that people paid for available for three days is ridiculous. And just to, you know, 
to change the shot thing might take a little bit of time because you got to go in and change things. But like you have to listen to your player base on these type of games. And like EA starting to do that with Madden and, you know, 2K is doing it now. But it's just the same thing. It's a thing of they don't care because they have your money. And the whole thing with not getting your VC or your bonuses, they do not care because they have your money. So they know you're going to wait and you're going to be happy when it comes through. Um, and they're not going to give you anything else to make up for it either. So 2K and EA are kind of in the same spot with me right now where I'm kind of done with them. Uh, I would like to say I'm not going to play 2K anymore this year, but that's not the case. So I don't I guess I'm the idiot, but we got to do better for sure. It's just ridiculous this day and age to have this many problems when games are coming out. Yeah, and it just goes to show that I believe a lot of the companies were trying to put too much pr- uh, too much work yeah. or pressure into the next gen iterations of these games. Mm-hmm. When you release a game every year, you need to make the fans that are buying it every year happy. And this is a prime example, I think, of them trying to rush to get to um, to make certain people happy. Yeah, and we have to wait and see with Madden and Two K if this is you know if the next gen versions are good. And that's where they did put all their work, then I guess so be it. You kind of expect that when you have a a previous gen and next gen version. But if that's not the case, I don't know what they did this year. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I played. Yeah, and that's all we played for the week. So then we're going to go ahead and go into movies slash TV shows, which for me, it was all TV shows uh, this week. I did not watch Mulan, not yet. It's it's hard to get a party together to uh, to watch Mulan, especially for thirty bucks for one person. Not not doing it. Yep. So, for me, I'll just go over my quick things that I've been watching. Uh, first off, I watched Hoops, which is a Netflix original that came out on August twenty first, and it features the main person is Jake Johnson, the one from New Girl, and also the voice of Peter Parker from Spider Man into uh, into the Spider Verse, and it's an adult animation. Uh, for sure. It's definitely like a Family Guy or a Cleveland show. And this show is just about a high school basketball coach trying to make his team good and the antics along the way is what I'll put it as. <laughs> the, the show was fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking at the page right now and it's got like a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.9 on IMVD. So it doesn't seem like people liked it that much. But for me, Hoops was Hoops was a nice show. I re- I really like Jake Johnson, and I thought the show was funny at points. It's it's nice to see like this is the kind of thing that I haven't seen before in adult animation, like Family Guy or any of the other shows, where he's trying to make a he's trying to coach like a, a high school basketball team, and these kids are just like the worst basketball kids. Like they, the first episode is all about him finding a seven footer. And, you know, make and, you know, getting this one seven footer is going to make his team the greatest team that there is. So it's a funny show. And and, uh, if you're if you're looking for something to watch, I suggest you watch it. This is also a really good TV show that you can play in the background and be doing something else, too, which I know that's not how they want you to watch it. But it's how I did. And I enjoyed it. I watched the first two episode, uh, two episodes of Chef of uh, Chef's Table Barbecue because I'm really interested in that. And man, Chef's Table always makes food look really good. And I like this season primarily because right now it's focused the two the first two episodes focused on Snow's Barbecue in Texas and Fire Door or Fire yeah it's Fire Door in Australia and barbecuing is something that i've never really done like aging meat or anything like that and it's really interesting to see how gourmet barbecue can go because for a lot of people barbecue is just almost it's not a fast food place but it's neither a restaurant either like the food's ready to go they set it up for you and it's and it's done so i really like what they've been offering uh with that season so far and i watched the first three episode of the boys today okay and I I really like the first season of The Boys. It was really good, and I'm really liking season two right now. It's continuing with its really serious superhero tone, and it's and the comedy that it gets with, you know, kind of the gory comedy that it goes with. And it picks right off, uh, up right off where the last one ended. It's kind of confusing for the first two or three episodes, 
but uh, by the third episode, you're able to keep up with everything that's going on in the series. Also, all three of these things I really liked. I really liked that I watched this week. That's cool. Yeah, I really like The Boys. That's a good show. Um, and I still haven't watched Hoops yet. I need to. Uh, the only thing I watched this week was Mulan. And yep. uh, I'll keep it short here. But uh, this movie's terrible. And uh, <laughs> you shouldn't spend your 30 bucks on it. I, I'm kind of surprised. I looked up the reviews and it's getting mostly it was getting mostly positive reviews but you know coming from a place of really enjoying the original they kind of took everything that worked about the original and threw it out the window um no music which we already knew about i came to terms with that you know that is what it is but you know no mushu no no dragon we're going with a phoenix instead i guess and uh you know her her general in the army which was kind of like her love interest in the original is replaced by somebody else and I don't want to give a whole lot about the movie away if you are going to watch it. But it's more of a they turned it into just kind of like a martial arts type film. Basically, um, you're going to get people running up walls, people fighting on the sides of walls. And if you're into that, then you'll probably have a good time with this. There's you know a lot of action in there. It is. It did get a PG-13 rating, which is crazy. Um, but I just did not enjoy any of it. I was bored. Um you know, the story is the same, but it was just unappealing. Um, it's a real bummer to me. And definitely do not pay the $30 for it. You can wait. I think they said it's coming on Disney Plus on like December or something, November, yep. December. So don't pay the 30 bucks. Um, the only thing that makes me nervous is if this doesn't do well, then we don't get Black Widow, um, which I'm more excited for. But such a bummer. I wasn't super high on Mulan coming out like this version from the trailers I saw. But even then I was still let down by just how boring this movie was. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to get too angry about multiple things this week, but don't watch it. Just wait till it drops for free on Disney plus and then watch it then and make your own decision. Yeah. One thing I did want to mention just real quick before we end the podcast is that it looks like there's a lot of protest going on with uh, Mulan right mm -hmm. now. Uh, Five hours ago, there is a trend of Boycott Mulan due to the reveal of which region China where the movie was filmed in, which I'm not going to click on the headline because you guys will hear me click on the headline. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into that at some point. And then also Disney was hit with, hit with backlash after thanking the Zhai Zing, which I'm, I'm sorry if I butchered that. I really am. Mm -hmm. uh, Zhai Zing authorities in Mulan credits, which I guess that has to do a lot with um, the brutality in Hong Kong and everything like that going on. So that's probably why a lot of people are Disney sitting backlash for it. But for, for Mulan here, I'm looking at it. And on IMDb, it's rated a 5.6. Okay. And Hoops was rated higher than that. I think at a 5.8 or, or the exact same. I'm just going to so, double check real quick because I had checked Rotten Tomatoes uh, before I watched it. And it was at like an 80. Okay, um, it's at 77 right now. Okay, so it's dropping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, man, the audience score on it is a 54. That's probably about right. I just haven't, everybody that I know has watched it and I've talked to has not liked it so far. So I'm not sure where they're getting the 76%, but yeah, definitely wait. It, do not spend the 30 bucks on it at all. <laughs> the one perspective I do want you to give on just before we, sure. before we go to is, and I know you mentioned this to me, like your daughter's reaction to seeing this. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of which the way you talk to me about it, but I still want to still want you to say it. Yeah. I mean, the thing was, is like when we watched the trailer, when they first, you know, announced Mulan, she likes the original, the animated one. She wasn't super pumped about this one, but she wanted to watch it. And about five minutes in, she was done. Right. Like she was like, this is boring. I don't want to watch it anymore. Um, so it, was, it ended up just being kind of me suffering through it, <laughs> <laughs> which is not what I expected. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not a kid's movie at all. So I don't know what they were aiming for with this remake, like Lion King remake. At least that was still kids could watch it and enjoy it. There's just nothing in this movie for kids. It's like a whole bunch of battles which aren't like bloody or anything like that, but definitely not aimed at kids. There isn't a whole lot of humor in it. So there's just nothing there for a kid to be interested. Like there's no way I can imagine younger kids sitting in a movie theater to watch this. Uh, so I would assume it's just aimed at adults who liked the original when they were kids. But even then, man, like 
you have to know your audience and at least with the lion king one you know we still got the music like we didn't even get that from mulan which i think was the best part of the original like the the score and you know the actual songs in the original were so good and to just completely rip them out and just not even do them is an interesting choice and i don't think it worked out yeah, but uh, that's going to be it for the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Again, thank you guys all for listening. Make sure to follow us on all social media pages because we have one. And eventually we'll stream again. Uh, <laughs> but I know the streaming is the constant joke I have here, but it's the joke that I have to go off of. Yes. I think, so, honestly, like I want to get through Avengers. Once I'm done with Avengers, I think I'm going to stream a bunch of Tony Hawk because I got 20 characters to beat it again with. And I feel like that, that's an easy one to stream. So that'll probably be my thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how much like, and you said you remember everything. So mm-hmm. it's definitely really cool to see someone who remembers a lot about the game and who's mastered it kind of go through it. And maybe who knows, somebody's going to rip the videos off and be like, this is a walkthrough. And then they literally <laughs> rip the video from you. <laughs> I wish that I could say that I was good enough to speed run it. But when I watch the actual speed runs, even this remake already, I'm like, yeah, I'm nowhere near that at all. <laughs> I wish. But with that, we'll see you guys next time. Later. Later.